Drake. And this is David. And we are the Perspective Podcast. Thank y'all for tuning in. We're definitely excited for today's topic. And it's going to be a really good one. So today, we talk, we're talking about something that's really near and dear to our hearts. We're talking about Greek life, D9. We're talking about the good, the bad, the ugly. Why did you join? What are you doing in it? What should you be doing in it as an alumni? And we're very, very uh, happy to have our lovely guest, Constance Connie Johnson. Is it okay if I call you Connie? Of course. We definitely appreciate you coming out, showing us some love. Um, but before we get into that, I definitely want to always, you know, shout out to the team. We got Shannon, our editor-in-chief, Eli, our producer and director, and then we got Ty, our sound engineer. So we get it rolling. All right. So let me do this, Connie. Uh, let me do this bio. Let me okay. give you all of your props because okay. you deserve them. <laughs> so Connie is a St. Louis native. She received her Bachelor's of Arts from Stevens Institute of Business and Arts and Fashion Merchandising. She's the owner of Connie J Vintage Finds and Fashion Hustler Accessories. Woo, I like that. Thank you. She was inducted into Sigma Gamma Rho Sorority Incorporated in fall 2010, where she was the immediate past president of the National Panhellenic Council of St. Louis and currently serves as Sigma Gamma Rho's Central Region Area Coordinator for the state of Missouri. Connie, welcome to the Perspective Podcast. Thank you for having me. <laughs> yeah. So how you feeling, Connie? I'm feeling good. I'm feeling good. Yeah, we definitely, like I said earlier, we definitely glad to have you here. And before we start, I think we should let everybody know that today's drink is brought to you by Andre Champagne with the orange juice, simply orange juice. So when you add those two together, we have what's are called um, mimosas. Yeah, and very light-skinned mimosas. Very light-skinned mimosas. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, so let's just jump right into it, Connie. So, you know, tell us why did you join your organization? Um. Well... I joined for the service aspect, actually. So growing up, I have always done community service. I've always been a servant to my community, and that's how I was raised. So when I looked up organizations and I compared them, I did my research, and Sigma Gamma Rho is what what was for me. Okay. Okay. And this was back in fall 2010. I had just graduated high school, <laughs> you know. Um you know, that's, that's definitely good. That's not one of the same reasons why I joined my fraternity, Alpha Phi Alpha Fraternity Incorporated, uh, Spring 19 Initiate of Epsilon Lando Chapter here in St. Louis. And I was about to say, disclaimer alert, I'm also a member of Alpha Phi Alpha Fraternity Incorporated, Epsilon Lando Chapter. I'm Spring 16 Initiate. And I'm the ace of my line. Congratulations. Oh. <laughs> Any, anything after anything after the ace I do not understand and do not know and that's why us deuces don't really pay attention before and after well we love before because we got to help them up but let's get into this mm-hmm. you ready Dre yeah absolutely so kind of a big question that always comes up is like why did you join the alumni level and not college you know that's true that's true actually when I was in high school I looked at Greek organizations and I didn't go to a traditional four-year campus so uh, when I went to school I didn't think that it was no longer an option but ran into some people in my organization and they of course gave me that elevator speech I did more research and was like you know what I can do the grad thing because you know it's not just about strolling and stepping which we still do that in grad but mm-hmm. um you can definitely find more ways to fulfill yourself not just on an undergraduate level so i have definitely enjoyed my journey uh on the graduate side yeah so what's been the um what's been the biggest success um since you joined like what what has made you so happy about joining that sisterhood um, I would say success is, you know, 
with our Greek letter organizations, of course, of the Divine Eye, many of them have already reached 100, 100 years. So a lot of our foundations are a little old school. So I would say some of the um, things that I would like to celebrate is being that I was the youngest one that came into my chapter. I came in when I was 25 in a grad chapter of more seasoned sorors. Mm-hmm. So it was fun to start to give them ideas and fresh ways to look at things and understand that, you know, maybe the way that those things work before is time to transition. It's time to transition. So I think that's one of the biggest things is that I've had so many of my senior sorors commend me for bringing fresh ideas, a fresh focus, a fresh vision. And I think that's important for Definitely. us to talk about is on the alumni level, I think people think, okay, so that you, you guys just meet up as old people and, <laughs> you know, reminisce about the old days and that's it. Right, right. And we need to let them know that being active on the alumni level is just as vibrant, if not, I almost want to say even more important sometimes than the collegiate level. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And especially when you have a position, like I've also served as an undergraduate advisor. So Mm -hmm. being able to pour into them as well, because I truly believe our undergrads are our heartbeat of our organization, Mm -hmm. but they need that guidance. So that's definitely been an awesome opportunity to be able to pour into them in that way. Yeah, no, I definitely do agree because I remember back when I was on the illustrious campus of the University of Maryland Eastern Shore. Shout go. out to my HBCU. You better call it out. <laughs> each and every time, each and every episode, <laughs> you know. Um, but I do remember just walking the campus and seeing, you know, the brotherhood that they, they exuded, um, especially for me coming from the inner city of Washington, D.C., um, where I am the oldest that I really didn't understand what brotherhood meant. Mm-hmm. And then when I got to college, I got a chance to see it. Um even though, um, disclaimer, I am, my father is an Omega man and I became an alpha. So, oh, you know, there's always that, that interjection or, you know, that little, uh, family or friendly beef when I go home. <laughs> um, but it really has shown me what it takes to be a brother, you know, and how to sit there and be a brother's keeper. And I think that's what I really love is that an organization was able to take a young wayward youth from the DMV. <laughs> and really guide him into what he is today. I, I love that. Outstanding. It's Outstanding. Only Alpha, right? He just said it couldn't have been Omega. You know, shout out to Omega Sci Fi, but he literally just said only yeah. Alpha. So I love that, Dre. Yeah, you know, I, I was I was directed into the into the light. Um, it was really really great, you know. So um, yeah. I think another question that we should ask is real quick, like. What's the type of work you can do in an organization, especially on the alumni level? Work as far as like the positions and things that you would hold positions, committees, or just the blood, sweat and tears. Disclaimer, Alpha Phi Alpha Fraternity Incorporated is a non-hazing organization. So that blood is coming if you actually trip while you're walking or if you mm-hmm. scrape your hand by, by doing the there you go. Conference or let, them, let them know, Connie, you mm-hmm. know this. Yes. Well, I mean, there's so many opportunities. So what I always tell people, and I've also served as a vice president, so I was over membership for my chapter as well. And the opportunities are endless. And I always tell people, remember why you join. And when you give us that speech and we grill you and we go over all of that stuff, stay true to that. So when you told me you wanted to do this, I'm going to come back and ask you, do you want to chair this committee? Because you told me that was your interest. I like that. So um, my biggest thing was jumping into things that that I wanted to learn more about, being able to network. 
um, network was the biggest thing. You know, we always look forward to conferences and I would serve on conference committee. I serve on regional committees as well because, you know, our organizations is big. Our organizations are bigger than our city that we're in. And so you have to, like I always tell people when we go to conferences, don't just hang out with your chapter. You should be going with everybody else so you can learn things and grow and serve in different positions because you never know what it'll lead to. I tell people all the time, if your Greek experience is just St. Louis, Mm -hmm. you're missing out. We have a district level, which is the state of Missouri. You have a regional level. Mm -hmm. Then you have the general office of the entire country, the world. It's like there are literally hundreds of thousands of brothers, of sisters out there for you to get to know and get to meet. Don't limit your experience to just your local chapter. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. And it kind of reminds me um, when you sat down and you was talking about, you know, understanding your purpose and things like that. It reminds me of something that I was told, you know, if your why don't make you cry, then it's not for you. Mm. You know, what's a why? My purpose. So it, my why was um, pretty much, you know, I did it for my brother. I lost my brother in my sophomore year of college. Um, and I, one of our last conversations was that we both were going to become members of Alpha Fraternity Incorporated. So when I lost him, you know, I kind of was in a, in a dark space for a little bit. But then after that, but then after that, I actually got a chance to sit down and write, really understand and realize that I'm no longer living my life just for me. I'm living it for him as well. So, you know, that really pushed me through, pushed me through the finish line and kept me going after so many years. So that's how I look at it. There, there's there's that deep Dre we all love. That's a good We foundation. all know and love, right? So real quick, all this work, is there any play? It's like, is being Greek fun? Man, is lit. I stay lit. So Liddy Liddy. <clears throat> you wasn't partying or anything yesterday, were you? I mean, you know, I might have shook a monkey or two. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> dun, 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 dun. See, look, y'all gonna See, get it. You, you, right. Look, where's the movie? Where's the music? In it. That's it. <laughs> um, I think, you know, it's plenty of fun. You know, you we serve hard, but we know how to have some fun too. And you know, a lot of times we're doing it in the name of whether it's scholarship or St. Jude or March of Dimes, mm-hmm. but we still going to have fun, but we're going to get the agenda executed. Absolutely. Definitely something that I've learned is, you know, you work hard, but you play hard at the same time. Like I'm definitely glad and appreciative that I joined at the alumni level because it gave me a deeper sense of understanding and a deeper sense of like really wanting it. And mm-hmm. I appreciate it way more than I, I could see myself doing at the collegiate level. Um, you know, and I didn't think it was going to be as much fun as it is. Um, I'm one of the first, I'm one of the first ones at the party, dancing, strolling. Yep. Every time the song come on, everybody comes. the whistle. Absolutely. Everybody comes. <laughs> look, oh, sorry. <laughs> everybody comes, yeah. looks for Dre. Well, where's Dre? Where's Dre? Come on, Dre. Lead this one off. Lead that one off. Um, so it's definitely been fun, man. And I, I definitely look forward to many, many more years of it. So. I think one of the common misconceptions, because even I had it, I thought, okay, I'm going to get into alumni Greek life. So good. I get to come out, do community service and go to meetings and do more community service. And I'm going to have brotherhood. Next thing you know, I'm stro- I was about to say I'm stepping, but now I'm more like strolling. <laughs> and then as an older person, I, I have my three. And after that, you just throw up the five. 
But All right. you're at parties. You're networking. That's you're going to gayless. Yeah, look, hmm. I, I, they can't lie. Old bones don't lie. These bones don't lie. There you go. <laughs> but you go out and you realize that, wow, I have a network of people that I can go out. It's not just the Greek events anymore. It's mm-hmm. I have camaraderie. I have friendships now that I can call upon right. to do other stuff. So what about this networking aspect? Um, I think that because like, like you just spoke about, I have many friends like you guys, mm-hmm. um, that they're Greek members, but I consider them friends. We've become family. Oh, yes. Yes. We don't did. cry. We are. We are. <laughs> Tear. I mean, only the cool people though. Uh-huh. <laughs> but, but I think that with the networking, you know, with being able to, I know Soros who have of course relocated, found jobs, they found their housing, you know, things like that. And there's been sores that have gone to bat for them. I've had sores that have stood up for me, sores who have helped me out. So, you know, it's all in being able to show them. You have to show them your character because if, if you're not going to come off um, genuine, then you really, I don't know how much of it you're going to get out of that network. Mm-hmm. So one way that I look at it, like right now you have Greeks who are listening in to us. Mm-hmm. They're, they're either shaking their head like, what are they talking about? Or they're like, yeah, they're right. Mm-hmm. But what about those people who are interested in Greek life? What about those people who have put off that journey because mm-hmm. they were like, well, I, I thought it was only for college, but maybe I can do it from the alumni level. Let's start talking to them. Let's talk to them about how has Greek life <clears throat> affected your life, your mentality? Because a lot of times people think I can still be me, be Greek and still be me. Mm-hmm. How does becoming Greek maybe change you or change those around you it's a it's a balance because we know with our organizations like um we always talk about you know i'm constance first mm-hmm. i didn't need any letters Connie! i'm constance mm-hmm. but you know it enhances who you are you know it adds to your repertoire but you know repertoire <laughs> but big you words have, she got a degree my type of word wait a minute so i mean you just it's hard. Mm-hmm. It, it, it's a good balance. It's hard, but I think that as long as you're able to be secure with it and find good, solid people and just do your research, like you may think that you were interested in one organization and your undergrad experience because that's who showed out on the campus, mm-hmm. but that's not who you were really interested in. Or your friend joined the organization undergrad, but did you really want to do that? Or do you see yourself doing that now as a person that's well into your career, things like that? So our biggest thing that sticks out is time management. Yes. Like if you're really trying to contemplate, if you're ready to go ahead and join an organization, you really need to ask yourself, do you have the time? Because you don't want to come off as that flaky person. You don't want to come off as a person who continue to sign up for committees and never show up. Right. And to be honest, we all know that uh, a big part of our alumni organizations is being financial. Yes. But Lord organizations. Wait, we, he got to drop the hmm, money. Hmm, because one, one it is time, not cheap. It is not cheap. One time for the six, seven hundred dollars I just dropped last month Man. to be active next year. To be old school and say I'm a card carrying member. Oh, okay. <laughs> so hey. you know it, it, it's that balance, and you have to. When I was over membership, I would I would have real conversations when people say that they're interested, and they're like, "Well, you know, I, I didn't get a chance to do an undergrad. I'm ready in grad." And I'm like, "You need to understand. Are you ready? 
Because Seeking and Row is not going anywhere. Mm-hmm. So if it's not the time, don't waste our time. Absolutely. I tell people all the time, Alpha has been here since 1906. It's okay. We're not going anywhere. We're not. This isn't your time. Please come back when it's time for you. Not when it's, when you think, exactly. I, I need to be one now. Right. do it. Then we can decide if we're going to extend you an invitation. Yeah, because you definitely got to, like, like everybody said, you know, you definitely got to make sure that you got that type of time coming because I'm not going to lie, Alpha can really be something like a full-time job, you hmm. know, outside of work. Um, so just you got to be able to manage your nine to five and then manage Alpha on top of that. It can be a headache, but the successes on the back end is, is definitely worth it. So, well, Drake, let, let's get into the good, the bad, the ugly. You okay. Know, I think a lot of times people put Greek life on a pedestal. Okay. It's this shiny apple. It's this shiny chair. I love it. I want that. And then as you get closer and closer and you obtain it, well, wait a minute, it has a dent in it or it has a mark or wait, is, is that a, a worm crawling out of the apple? <laughs> you know what? Let's let's give them, you know, the good, the bad, and the ugly. Connie, what you, go ahead. You start it. The good, the bad, the ugly. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, as a member of a sorority, you know, um, you know, you don't like to fall into stereotypes, but I, I have those conversations. Understand this is a group of women. So I hope you didn't think that was a breeze, <laughs> but you know, it's, it's about being an adult. Sometimes it's about being uh, the bigger person. Uh, we're not always going to see eye to eye. I've been on committees, you know, a lot of things come to a vote. It may not have been the best decision, but the majority thought so. So, you know, being able to balance those things and understand that you might not get your way the whole time, but in the long run, it's for the, it's going to be, it's going to work out better in the end. So I think that when you decide that you want to um, work with others and work successfully, if you want to lead or you want to follow, it's nothing wrong with both, but be secure and be confident in both of them. Right. Um, and yeah, cause I, I, I definitely, I echo everything that you just said, especially like with, echo, echo, echo. <laughs> with, uh, everything that I've, I've been through with my organization, the good, the bad, and the ugly is definitely good. It is some bad and there's some ugly moments. Um, you know, what is this but organization? one thing, huh? what is this organization? <laughs> he can't be talking about the great illustrious <laughs> alpha Phi alpha. Yeah, absolutely. Um, alpha, <laughs> alpha is great, you know? Alpha is, is is first. We are first, um, but at the same time, like we aren't we aren't perfect. So a lot of people think that when you join these organizations, that automatically you you become perfect and things like that. But you got to realize that you know it's just another title that you add on to your name. Mm-hmm. So like you said, you got to be genuine. You got to be yourself throughout the entire process, and even after you're done. Um, it is times where we do get into our arguments mm-hmm. when we do be like, oh, I don't like this brother and I don't like that brother. But outside, nobody will ever know that outside in public because it's family because it's family. What happens in the house stays in the house. Yep. And that's how it's always being. You, a lot of people learn that, you know, growing up, you know, like my mother used to tell me, man, what happens in this house stays in this house. Nobody should ever come between y'all. Absolutely. So, and, and you got to carry the same mindset in Greek life. You know, even if you don't like this person who's standing next to the left or the right of you, if you got somebody standing to the right of you, I didn't. Um, but, you know, you just got to realize that everybody is here with the same intention, with the same mindset. Like, they want to see you succeed. And y'all might be, y'all might have y'all disagreements at the moment, but at the end of the day, you're not going to let nothing bad happen to them, and they're not going to let nothing bad happen to you. So. That's true. And I think to knock down another wall, excuse me, to knock down another wall, um, 
we like to think, okay, it's a it's a group of guys, a group of men. They're going to have this machismo. It's going to be okay. It's not going to be like sorority life. Mm-hmm. You find out men has feelings too. Mm-hmm. They have feelings too. Absolutely. And you may vote one way or you may look another way or you may forget to grip this brother up or you didn't hug me or you didn't. Mm-hmm. And next thing you know, you got beefs you don't know about. Yep. You got factions forming. And now as a leader... Because I'm I'm a, I'm a leader in the organization, I have to find a way to mend those fences. Mm-hmm. I have to find a way. I get that you're mad at each other, but we still have this event in ten minutes, mm-hmm. and they're expecting both of you to go out there and host. Mm-hmm. Right. So what do I need to do to get us back on top to get there? Right, right, right. So David, what are you, what, what positions you hold? Oh shoot. Okay, so I was gonna go into this. Was it me or it's like I joined and I was like, I just wanted to sit in the audience and watch the meetings uh, just run. Next thing you know, hey, Brother Robinson, you want to be the recording secretary? Well, not really. Uh, That's good. So come be the recording secretary. So I've been the recording secretary of the chapter, Mm -hmm. sit on numerous positions or numerous committees within the chapter. And then from the state of Missouri, I was the executive director, and I'm currently serving as the area one director, It's which is three, it's the local college chapter, the local alumni chapter, and then I have a chapter in Southeast Missouri uh, State that I'm over. Okay. I'm also a regional IMDP trainer. That means I have to train in the region mm-hmm. how to bring in new members. And that's why I have all of these gray hairs to answer the question brother we can't do no no sir mm-hmm. but what about no you can't do that either but you know when we was going through in the 40s they no sir we we <laughs> don't exactly we, we, we don't do that anymore nope okay so my question to you two you know you Uh-oh. two have had um you know top ranking positions and things like that within the organization you know how has the organization teach you taught you about your leadership style how have you adapted your leadership style to the organization Oh, he stumped us. Okay. But he didn't. So Connie hit on it earlier. I was David Robinson before I joined Alpha. Mm -hmm. So I already had leadership skills, leadership abilities. What Alpha taught me was how do you mold your leadership skills into what Alpha has, Mm -hmm. right? How do you take what you know and then do what we call the better making of men? What do you need to do to make these men better, greater, etc.? Be it through your positions, be it through the work that you're doing. A lot of times for me, I like to work through people. So I make sure that I'm there. I'm working with this group. I'm listening to your concerns. I'm listening to your directives. And then we move forward as a team. Mm -hmm. That way I feel like with a team, we can make this decision and go forth from there. Okay. Okay. I think one of the biggest things that stick out for me and my leadership would be the trust aspect. So when I've led and when I've been in, whether I've chaired a committee or actually served in an elected position, the hard part for me personally is trusting someone to execute a task I assign. So, you know, I'm the type of person where I like to just get it done all by myself because I know I can, I can depend on me. I can't depend on everybody else, but I can depend on me. So being able to have that trust where I can call on a certain amount of my sword and say, hey, I need this in a pinch or, hey, I would like you to execute that. And I know that they're on the same page as me and being able to have that trust that they're going to get it done. And so that also I would say that that would intertwine with 
the mem- I'm sorry, the mentorship component. So I I take mentorship very serious. Like we make sure that one is established when you come in and understand that you need more than one mentor. You should not have the same mentor through your whole journey. Absolutely. You need to build on that. I absolutely agree. Um, shout out to one of my mentors. Um, he helped me find a light. Um, he has shown me a lot, not just about Alpha, but just about who I am. Um, he has told me a lot about myself. So definitely shout out to Mr. Christopher C. Miller. That's my LB. Um, Spring 16 initiate of Epsilon Lambda Alpha Phi Alpha Fraternity Incorporated. Um, he has really, like I said, he, he he was the one who told me about if your why don't make you cry, mm-hmm. you know, it's not for you. But he also told me a lot about what the leadership style that I had within me um, and being the ace of my line. You know, it's He's you have to, to be. <laughs> no, I'm not. You have to be able to manage so many different personalities. Oh, you know, and oh. that's one of the hardest parts. And a lot of people don't understand that, you know, you have to be able to lead a group of men, a group of strong headed alpha men, mm-hmm. you know, to the finish line um, to see the light. And, you know, and it's not even and the work doesn't stop once you become an alpha. It only be, it just begins once you once you're done. That's when the real work begins okay. because you spend you only spend X amount of time of actually trying to join the organization. But once you join, it's a lifetime commitment. Whether you're active or you're inactive, you always going to have that title and that label stuck on you as, okay, I'm always going to be Andre the Alpha. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm no longer just going to be Andre. You know, the I'm like kid Andre from- the Giant. Shut up. <laughs> you don't remember Andre the Giant? Um, I'm no longer going to be, you know, Andre that, that, young, um, that young kid from Southeast D.C. You know, it's, it's Andre the Alpha. You know, it's Andre... Okay, how do you represent yourself? When I go out, I can't go out with my pants sack, and I got to be able to go out and be able to speak at all times. I got to be able to represent at all times because you never know who's watching you. You never know. Um, and there's people who come up to you on the street and be like, oh, you are, you're part of this organization and that organization. Oh, I have this type of interest and that type of interest. So what type of advice would you give those people who are trying to seek membership into the different organizations? Advice for them would be know what you're looking for. Don't you, you don't just look at the surface. Actually look, start to ask people. You may have personal contacts that are in the the organization. They're, they're not going to tell you the business, but you can trust them for what they're going to tell you. So, you need to find a solid source to be able to to make that solid decision. Yeah. No, that and that's real. That's definitely real. Um, what you think, David? I think I was going to follow up with that. Do your research mm-hmm. and really understand why are you joining, especially on an alumni level, because I think a lot of people think they have a, a view of mm-hmm. what a fraternity or a sorority is, mm-hmm. and then they get into it and they're shell shocked because they saw something your exactly. <laughs> and so, what I like to tell interests, I say before you join. I want you to go to some of these Greek events in St. Mm-hmm. Louis or go to the Greek events because that is what Greek life is on the alumni level. Mm-hmm. And if this doesn't seem interesting to you or something that you want to do, yep. then Greek life is not for you anymore. Mm-hmm. Don't tell me, oh, I don't want to go to that service or I don't want to go to that party or I don't do that. OK, well, this isn't for you. And right. it's OK, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. yeah. And it kind of goes back to, you know, how we talked about earlier about how much fun you had. You know, yeah, it's it's work, but it's also fun at the same time. And I'm I'm definitely appreciative of my process um, from beginning to end. And it's still ongoing. Um, you know, I got an opportunity to come to St. Louis 
2018 and joined in 2019, but I got a chance to come in and learn the brothers, but not just learn them as a member of the organization, but actually got a chance to learn them as people, mm-hmm. you know, to see if they're really genuine. Because like, like you said, Alpha is all, your organization is always going to be here. Mm-hmm. They have survived this long without you being a member. So that might not be the chapter for you, mm-hmm. but it might be the right organization. So you definitely got to see what type of organization and which chapter you're trying to join because yes. there's so many. It is so just here in the St. Louis um, area, we have 13, 13 alumni chapters. I think it's 14. 14. Yeah. Yeah. It's so many, you know, and that's just here in this one. That's just here in this one area. So you got to understand the people that you're trying to get involved with, because once you cross, that becomes your home chapter. It'll always be your home. So one thing I would like to talk about, you know, not to sound a high horse. But a lot of people look at Greeks as these elitists, right? They're, they're just these people. They're in their own world. They do their own thing. You know, are we elite? Uh, what's the importance of Greek life in this black com- community? Why, why do we have black Greeks, you know? You know, I think that we're all going through that change. And, you know, our organizations have a historic foundation. But I really feel that. Now, more than ever, of course, during the climate that we're currently in, our organizations are feeling that push to grow a little bit more um, because we know the conversation in the last uh, few years has been what is the purpose of the black Greeks. But, you know, they choose to call on us when they feel like it. Absolutely. So, I mean, clearly with this current election. Our numbers are needed and our service does speak for itself. And, you know, it's two sided because, we, you know, we have our organization members who can write the checks and the ones that go out and do the highway cleanup. Mm-hmm. You know, there's there's a purpose for all of us. And I think that as long as you can figure that out, you know that we're good. We're good. We're here. We're here to stay. Yeah. A lot of times people are surprised by who's a member of a Greek organization. Oh, definitely. No one cared anything about Kamala Harris mm-hmm. until they found out, wait a minute, she went to HBCU, wait a minute, she's a member of Alpha Kappa Alpha Sorority Incorporated, mm-hmm. wait, let's let's tune our ears to her a little right. bit more. And that's just one example in this election, but you have a lot of your business leaders, mm-hmm. a lot of your community leaders, you have a lot of your clergy who are members of Greek fraternities and sororities that don't have to wear it on their sleeve. In right. essence, they're mm-hmm. doing the work. They're being mm-hmm. the man or woman of insert fraternity or sorority here. Right. Their action speaks. There right. you go. Right. And it, it, it don't just stop like once you get the the one of the higher titles, you know, it actually goes back to just like a simple educator. You know, there's mm-hmm. even like some people who do some of the um, the blue collar work. Mm-hmm. You get what I'm saying? Like custodials. And every and everything else who do that type of work who are members of the Greek organization and you never like we always say you never know who's watching you you never know you know so those type of things you always got to pay attention to so you know you you should you should always be on your a game and everything else so when we talk about those check writers or those people that's out doing the side the highway cleanup what do you think is the future of the alumni level of Greek organizations? Is this something that's going to die out or is it going to increase our college chapters? This is what we haven't talked about. Mm-hmm. A lot of these hazing, organi- uh, hazing accusations are killing our membership on the collegiate level. And it's forcing younger people to join on the alumni level. That's true. That's true. And I think that 
that would go back to our mentorship and our advisors right. and being able to be hands on. And one of our biggest things, don't run for an advisor position if you don't ever want to go to the canvas. Yeah. So, you know, I and I pride myself. Like I said, I came in as an alumni, but I always support our undergrads. It doesn't matter if I'm available. You know, it's something that I can come out and support. I mean, I'm not going to come out to no undergrad party. But if it's service on the campus, we have uh, sores that are on that campus that are doing a community service event or something. If I need to send them a cash app or something, be able to still support them. Because the way you support them and the way you mold them, that's how we get the undergrads to transfer to a grad chapter because you have to show them this is what we do. This is the standards that we have. And they don't feel like, oh, if I've transferred a grad, then that's it. I'm like, no, this is just Mm-mm. part two over here. And I think that's important. If you're an advisor, but whatever position you have, if you ran for it, if you were appointed to it, mm-hmm. if you're a chair or a committee member, do the job. Mm-hmm. Don't just take the title mm-hmm. because you're preventing work from happening when you just sit on that title. Absolutely. And it's so important. And if, again, this happens in organizations, you will be forced to be a chair. Right. You mm-hmm. are voluntold, voluntold all so the time. Much. Especially Neos. I, I know. Did, I did it to Dre a lot. Absolutely. <laughs> I'm still voluntold to this day and I'm a year in. But I just, so this thing just popped in my head, you know, we was talking a little bit about hazing, right? So how do we change the mindset of those who say, okay, if I don't get it this way, I don't want to be a part. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You know, the old school thinking, how do we switch that mindset? We're human and, you know, they, they see things and, you know, you see things like we were talking about on TV. You see that that's what it takes to become a member of the organization, but I think it goes back to being true to that because if you don't get it or you do, what are you going to do after that? Because we all know members who boast and say that they did this and they did that and they was online for this and this and that. Where are they at now? I always tell people, you're worrying so much about the time it takes Mm -hmm. for you to become a member, but you don't understand. The clock starts once you become a member. So all that stuff beforehand, it's great that you went through it Mm -hmm. or you didn't go through it or whatever, but... What are you doing as a member? Mm-hmm. So, Connie, what I want you to do now is kind of wrap it up for us. Like, I'm interested in joining a fraternity or sorority. What should I take out of today? Take out of today of remember you're you first. Right. So don't look for letters to define who you are because you need to be secure in who you are first. And then the letters will enhance you. So I, I would say just being being grounded and stick to your roots, man. You got, you got to know who you are because it can break you. And you know, Greek life, we, we joke Greek, you get hurt. It's almost like church hurt. Like, you know, I've been through some stuff, but I never, it goes back to that. Why? Because we're human and I've, I've had Sigma hurt, sorority Mm -hmm. hurt, D nine hurt. It all goes together. But at the end of the day, I'm still going to serve. I'm still going to fulfill the purpose that I have. There you go. Yep. Dre, wrap it up. Yeah, so... um how I do. <laughs> Y'all see that? Leadership. <laughs> Absolutely not. Off the top. Absolutely not. 
Um, so we about to switch, you know, switch it over. No, he should say thank you, Connie, for joining us today. You see how that was? You supposed to do that part. All right, well, go for it, David. You thank got you, it. Connie, for I'll... joining us today. That was some great discussion. Thank Someone you. of your knowledge, your expertise. I think it really helps. A those who are members, mm-hmm. those who are new to being to Greek life. And then those who are just interested. We don't know where to start. So if I'm interested, this is kind of where I want to go. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Can you stick around for our DM slide? I can. Okay, it's a good one today. Uh-oh. <laughs> All right, so guys, we're about to talk about the DM slide. This is anything that you want to talk to us about. Ask us a question. Give us a point of view. Give us a topic to discuss. It doesn't have to do with anything of our previous podcast or future podcast. It could be whatever you want us to talk about. Okay. So today we have a question from Instagram user at sunny underscore D underscore light. And the question is, would you date someone of another race? And what's your reasoning? Oh, let's start with Connie first. Let's start with Connie first. Um, they say the wider the berry, the blander the juice. <laughs> no, that? I'm, give me some names. Um, I, I'm not close to it, but that is not my preference. So um, I don't discriminate or anything like that. But I know what my preference is, is my race, African-American. But I am open. Okay. I would. I agree with you. I think, yes, I would date someone outside of my race. I My preference is someone in my race mm-hmm. however the way i look at it is love is love mm-hmm. and sometimes you don't know who you're going to fall you're in right. love with and i think some people might be thinking no my person is this and god is over here like look they over there in chinatown mm-hmm. waiting on okay me. so what are you gonna do dre um so <laughs> mine um it kind of it, it it agrees with y'all it's not my preference however i would um, it just depends on where I am in my life. Mm-hmm. Honestly, um, when I was in Texas, I actually did um talk to somebody. Ooh, we in high school. <laughs> okay. Um, I they passed notes. We, so we wasn't we wasn't dating. Do you like me? See we, or no? We wasn't dating or anything. Um, but we did hang out a few times. Um, and she was of a different race. Um, and in those conversations, they they have helped me a lot. They help me see a different perspective um, because the way that they were brought up, you know, and a lot of people think just because you don't look like me don't mean you had the same troubles that I have. Mm-hmm. But I've learned in graduate school that actually just because you look like me don't mean you don't have the same struggles. Mm-hmm. Um, so she got a chance to really like sit down and, and show me her life. And I got a chance to really understand that you don't look like me, but you got some of the same struggles. Um, but my preference is always the black queens. Can I pivot it a little? What about our leaders in like the Black Lives Matter movement or our civil rights leaders? What if they had a spouse of another race or they're with someone of another race? Are they still down for the movement? And that's so hard. That's so hard. But, you know, we don't know. We don't know the foundation of anybody's relationship. We are on the outside looking in. And I think that to speak to that question, the original question is, those are the conversations you need to have with that person. If you guys are going to take that jump, I'm going to only be me. Right. So if I'm dating another race, you're going to always get this. This right. is who I am. Absolutely. So whether we're going to visit your family or your coworkers or whatever, this is me. Right. 
and I should be solid and secure when we get home. It should not be a whole uproar because it was so many disagreements because race was an issue. Mm-hmm. If that's the case, that's not for you. Right. And I, and I agree um, with that wholeheartedly, you know, um, I feel as though just because you are a different race and you are for the black lives matter movement, you know, I think I still could date you. Um, and I don't necessarily think it should change anything. Um, but at the end of the day, I think just the morals and beliefs have, they have to match. Mm-hmm. If my morals and beliefs don't match with yours, then it does it. We're not going to work, mm-hmm. you know? Um, but just to kind of switch it up a little bit, I have, you know, dated somebody with a different religion, who, who which is mm-hmm. a different belief, Okay, you know? And that was very, very, um, enlightening. I think that, yeah, that, I think that was, yeah, I think that was very enlightening for me. And it got, it gave me a chance to get a deeper understanding of who I am, mm-hmm. you know, because they thought different, you know, and their, their morals were different. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, it was some things that you, you get a chance to really understand what you're going to tolerate and what you're not going to mm-hmm. tolerate or what mm-hmm. you're going to change and what you're not willing to change for somebody else. So that's really, really good. Um, okay. And it was a great experience. A question I would have. It's one thing to date someone of a different religion, mm-hmm. but that marriage part, mm-hmm. because yet we're dating. So we're still testing each other out. But once you get married in a commitment, how do the do two different religions affect each other? Or you have a child. Mm-hmm. How are we going to raise the child? Mm-hmm. How does that fit into everything? Mm. That's big. Like I remember, um, I think it was probably one of the years ago, Love and Hip Hop episodes. And it was a couple that were two different religions and the conversation started coming up. Oh, you know, we going to my family house for Christmas. Well, we don't celebrate Christmas. Oh, y'all didn't have that conversation? So those are the small things, you know, the the little things in our beliefs. You know, we think it's the, the warm and fuzzies. My family always did onesies on Christmas Eve and all of that. But if your mate doesn't even celebrate it, then... That's a whole different thing. Like you said, once you bring children into the mm-hmm. into the equation. Ugh. And you have to look at there are religions that are out there that says, hey, you cannot marry mm-hmm. another religion or for you to marry said person. They need to convert. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Is that something that you're willing to do, Dre? Um, for me, no. Um, that's my foundation, mm-hmm. you know, so I'm not changing who I am for anybody else. I feel as though my partner should definitely enhance me, mm-hmm. not change me. So if I'm at a seven, I need you to raise me up to an eight, mm-hmm. raise me up to a nine, you know, don't change my seven, mm-hmm. you know, just build upon. Cause the, that's the biggest thing I think, um, that a lot of people try to do is they try to change who you are, mm-hmm. you know, instead of just standing on who you are and what you believe in, you know, and everything else should come. I, I told somebody this last night is oh. by the time I sit down and if I, if I don't shed a tear talking to my friends when it's time for me to propose, then you're not the one. If mm-hmm. my friends don't know who you are, mm-hmm. you're not the one. If they don't, oh, they see you out and they be like, oh, yeah, such and such is here. You know, everything good. If they see that she's down, they can go up to her and talk to her, have mm-hmm. a simple conversation. Then you're not the one. But if they can and you sit down and be like, yeah, these are my guys. Mm-hmm. These are my brothers. Yeah. You know, they will sit down and see me without. You get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Without even having to say a word or say anything to me, you know, 
then I know that you're supposed to be in my life. Right. Now, women, I will say, don't get too discouraged because Dre's a cancer. So nine times oh. out of ten, he's going to cry. Wow. So it doesn't matter. Wow. You know, kind It's okay. Just a shot. Very sensitive. Yes. It's okay. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. As as a cancer, he cried this are. morning. No, I did not this morning. <laughs> I did uh, early this week though. <laughs> um, but it's that was cleansing. for. Yeah, it, it was for a different reason. Um. But at the same time, as cancer, yeah, we are sensitive, but we, we got a deeper understanding of how our feelings work. You get what I'm saying? We are very, we do keep a lot of things in, you know, so it takes a lot for us to cry. But when we cry, we tend to let it all out. So. Boo-hooing. Snot. All that stuff. Man. I'm sorry, Mr. Lieber. <laughs> right. See, we're we're balanced. So No, absolutely not. Yeah, so on the next time. But this one is it. <laughs> This guy, the, the ultimate Libra, and he can't make a right. decision. Cannot we make are, up his we mind. We are indecisive. That is true. Mm-hmm. Right. And what? And what? But we accept you. I don't see Connie. That's well, what. I accept you. Dad. Thank you, Connie. That's I why don't. we have you here. I don't because he <laughs> needs somebody on his side. You know, because he he be all over the place. So so to wrap this up, so what we're saying is, hey, yeah, we could potentially date someone from another race, but. You know, we have our preferences and it goes from religion. It goes from our morals, our values, our beliefs, everything that we have. But it really is about that connection, mm-hmm. that one on one, that love is if I have to make a huge life changing decision based on my religion or based on your race, it has to be for the right person, mm-hmm. not someone I'm lukewarm in love with. And mm-hmm. then next thing you know, ooh. I right. Have, I have to be fully confident to know where you stand. Right. I got to be confident. And even though I feel as though that I'm not dating your family, your family still has to be a little bit confident in me. Mm-hmm. You get what I'm saying? Because I know for me, I'm a huge family man. Mm-hmm. And if my mom tells me no, she feels a certain type of way, I'm going to take it into consideration. It may not change my mind, but I'm definitely going to take it into consideration. Yeah, mama, whole weight. Oh, absolutely. Oh. <laughs> now, my, now, if my grandmother tell me no, then it's I'm right. sorry. Yeah, it's not going to You have work. a nice life. Yeah, absolutely. We could be friends, you know? Connie, thank you. You 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 added to the DM slide today. Oh, I yes, really like that. You. That's we really good. Definitely do appreciate For it. For everyone else out there, if you have any questions, you need any advice, DM us. DM slide into our DMs. Make sure you slide into our DMs on Instagram at the dot perspective podcast. Don't just slide into Dre's DMs, okay? Because that's going to lead you a whole nother you direction. You can slide in mine, and see, then we're going to answer if, questions. See, I'll bring the questions to the group. Next thing you know, y'all married. <laughs> After we battle. Yeah, we, right, yeah. we got to meet them. Yeah, say, absolutely. You got to meet my friends. If my friends don't sit here and say, Dre, yeah, or they give me a no, I'm, you know, it goes into strong consideration. There you go. So, Connie. Once again, thank you, thank you, thank you so much for coming on today, coming on to the Perspective Podcast. We really enjoyed you and your conversation. Thank you. Everything about it. Everyone else out there, please, 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 as Connie said, make sure you do your research. Make sure you know what you're doing and what you're getting into before you express interest into an organization. Greek life, especially in the black community, is a lifelong commitment. Absolutely. So if you don't have the money or time, for your for the rest of your life, it's okay, it's okay. if you don't join. Because we still love you. We do. You are still a cool person. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because I'm gonna still sell some tickets to them. Oh, oh absolutely. Right. Still come to the parties. We gotta fill our table. Because these galas are hundred dollars <laughs> tickets. You gotta buy one. Hundred and fifty a plate. Hey, 
Um, but like you said, just make sure y'all follow us at on Instagram at D T H E D V T H E dot perspective dot com. And make sure you subscribe to no, us on that's Spotify. That's not even it. It's at the dot perspective podcast. If y'all go to the perspective and something else pop up and y'all start getting all those extra windows, that was not me. <laughs> Dre sent you I there. apologize. Dre sent you there, not me. I apologize. That's my fault. I'm sorry. I'm, let me repeat myself. There you go. At the that perspective podcast and how can they hear us and make sure you subscribe to our channels um we are on apple Podcasts and spotify at the perspective podcast um if you got any questions just slide in our dms we'll make sure we get those on we'll make sure we answer them and we definitely appreciate y'all listening can't wait to can't wait till next week adios and we're out <laughs>